ready for the most enthusiastic movie special I'll ever be on. Me. I, I think this is weirdly going to be our most positive. Probably. Not, uh, yeah. Not, not me. What do you mean? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you immediately. That's quite fun. Yeah, and you're immediately my least favorite person next fuck to Danny. Here. No, because I, it, it's all thanks to the Bay Turtles. Well, we'll, we'll get into that at the end of this episode. No. Yeah, that has nothing to do with this, though. Yeah, we have to beat up Alan too. No, I, I've only seen, I'd only seen the second and third ones. I never of this seen, series. Wait, I, yeah, that, for you. You had never seen the original Turtles? No. Holy shit! Shame. I made a okay. I made the mistake. Way so we can grill Alan. Hi, I'm Connor McGraw. Joined by well, Alan Muir. <laughs> hey, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, and this is Arlen. You. This is Arlen, and uh, Alan is wrong uh, because he is Jesus Christ. Uh, Hunter Davenport. Fuck extra apocalypse. And Chris Smith. It's like Wayne Gretzky on steroids. You know what's funny is this is a this is a reversal. Um, in wrestling terms, I believe that that's what it would be called. Because we're real turn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Alan's been seen it this whole time. And uh, and and in, in typical WWE fashion, by next week, Alan will be a good guy again, and we'll never talk about it again. Yeah. Yep. Until we do Team NT two, in which who knows what'll happen then? Oh, I'm gonna be no. That's that's my heel turn. Um, <laughs> that's that's when we all beat up Connor. Spoilers: <laughs> Secret of the Use sucks. Um, nope. Yeah, no, <laughs> Secret use is the uh, double switch. It's a double turn. <laughs> Here's the thing: we can all agree, TMNT three from 1992 is an absolute dog shit movie. So I don't remember anything about that movie. Oh, it's real bad. Is Paige Turco in that one? Maybe. I don't even remember. Is April was in that movie for like eight minutes? No. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Especially yeah. she was like almost topless. So guess what? And, and poor Casey's in that movie for I think even less time. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he had more in this film. Whatever his name is is in it too. Like, yeah, like, everybody else is just a random Japanese person. Which, which is, which one? Yeah, here's a, yeah, you Johansson? I just remember that they used Tarzan Boy for the trailer, and that's it. Tarzan. Uh, yeah. You know what I remember the most is that those turtle costumes are awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Why they give him liver spots? I don't know. <laughs> they gotta eat their vegetables. And that okay, so that's I guess a good segue for this movie. Um Hunter going into this, you didn't like the costumes and then you suddenly changed on that. Yeah. Um okay. so I think I I seem to have forgotten how incredibly detailed the costumes are. They really are. I I grabbed that while I was like when Leo starts meditating at the end, I was like they they bother to contour like every muscle on this thing. Yeah, like, yeah. They it looks like really how good. how much was the budget for the film? Thirteen point five million dollars in nineteen eighty. So nineteen ninety. Well, this is production in eighty nine. Yeah, and this is this is eighty nine ninety new line cinemas we're talking about. Okay. This okay. isn't. Who has done nothing but Nightmare on Elm Street and a bunch so, of like oh adjusting for inflation that's around seventy million dollars. And it made two hundred million worldwide. This was a runaway success. Yep. And it probably—I mean, Nightmare was one thing, 
but Nightmares Horror, this was a huge crossover cultural success. Yeah, I mean, like, this is a family movie. Like, yeah. You take your parents to this, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, you wouldn't be embarrassed. Uh, I, I wouldn't Arlen, think. I think it's the other way around. Yeah? I think the, par- you mean, the parents take the kids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, you know... Let's be real, the kids are decision makers in that, in that department. Yeah. That's the only way you can get them to shut up. Yeah, yeah, parents get dragged to these movies. Uh, some of these movies, parents go there and then they sleep the whole time because it's yeah. the only way that they, they can get sleep. But those um, movies are like th- those movies that they that that happens in is like Veggie Tales, like right? Trolls. I fucking right. Box trolls. Can we make a podcast about box trolls and hockey. No, no, um, <laughs> we can't. Um, but um. Yeah, I think that this is a movie, like, when you take your kids to this one, or uh, go to a birthday with a pizza party or whatever, you're not, like, wincing throughout the whole thing, like, God, just make it stop. This movie is shockingly mature in ways that I didn't remember it was shockingly mature. Yeah. Yeah. Having rewatched it, this, this, it's, like, there is a fair amount of darkness that hovers over this movie that if you're not looking for it, you will miss... Yep. Yes. April yeah. gets punched in the fucking face. April gets punched in the face? Like, Leonardo is so racked with guilt over what he said to Raphael, he won't leave the room he's sleeping in and just sits there looking sad. Yeah. Splinter um, gets bitch slapped by Shredder. Spl- Spl- oh, yeah. Splinter looks close to death every time he show- he's shown in Shredder's uh, warehouse. Um, yep. And then, I mean, th- the entire Foot Clan is a bunch of, like, Lost kids who are brainwashed into becoming disposable criminals. Yep. Um, which is, I think, uh, there's a good scene involving that when, like, when Tatsu beats the piss out of one dude after they come back, and it's the one kid that Shredder initiated in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Which just shows that, like, these the, kids uh, are meaningless. They're... No, 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 It's the, uh... The, uh the... Jesus yeah. Christ, Alan. I'm, not Alan, doing... get... I'm a ginger. Yeah. Uh, okay, Alan, that's not how it works. <laughs> Just because I'm Irish doesn't mean I get to call them all a bunch of Mick bastards, all right? Um, that's got to get bleeped out. Uh, I really wish one of us was Italian. Um, <laughs> I, I am, but I won't even... <laughs> Where's your paper, Sonner? Um, I, was, I was at work real quick. I was at work, and a boss is handing out paychecks, and he's running through, and it's all alphabetically, and he's like, He's like, wow, so many of you Irish people here, all these, like, mix. And he didn't mean that. He just meant a lot of us have nicknames to start with MC. <laughs> and he's like, wow, a lot of mix work in here. I was like, you motherfucker. Um, and he's like, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like I feel like the IRA is going to come after him now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> going to shut down the podcast. But back to Turtles. Um, yeah, this mm-hmm. movie is, is very heavy. Yeah. Surprisingly heavy. I remember lots of adult jokes, and I don't mean like like naughty jokes, oh but God. jokes that just require adult context. There was, yep. Like after watching this now, there were so many jokes that I missed. Like this movie is insanely quotable. Like but, yeah, yeah, they make a Humphrey Bogart joke in this movie, which is I don't care who you are in 1990. That's going over kids' heads. Um, the the green card joke, the claustrophobic joke. Okay, the claustrophobic joke is kind of funny though. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, but it's kind of funny. That may be so the only good. thing I laughed at. I like the hockey Mountain. references by Casey Jones. Yeah, and also yeah. Kate, Kate, my my one character, the one character I liked was Casey. The one character I didn't like, due to his the way he spoke, was Raph. 
Yeah. 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 I, I thought just, the... That's because we're probably used to, like, a aggressive, like, Batman, Christopher Nolan-esque, like... Right. Yeah. And also... Yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly how rap is in Bay Turtles. Yeah. I, I don't think... the. I think the voice acting is good for what it is, but I don't think it quite holds up. I, like, I don't think the direction that they were going for holds up quite as was, well. Uh, was Ron Paulson one of the voices in this, or no? No. I, I don't remember. Because I know it was the original... Turtles cartoon, but I don't know if it was in the movie too or not. Let's see. Um, I have it right here. So Josh Payaz, Pius, Robbie Rist, Brian Tochi, Corey Feldman, Kevin Clash. Corey God. Feldman? God yeah. damn it. Yeah, Corey Feldman as, Donat- as Donatello. Oh, yeah. shit. And David McCharen as the Shredder, and Michael McConaughey as Tatsu. Which is really weird now that I look at that. That's an Irish man oh, doing just, a Japanese can we, voice. Can we slay this elephant into the room? Alan, why the fuck don't you like this movie? I didn't, I didn't like the jokes. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> uh, we're waiting. The stop motion effects on the turtles and Splinter kind of freak me out. Stop motion. That's There's, that's that's really, like one scene. That's one. That's so no. Nifty. Those are multiple scenes. No, there's only one scene with stop it motion. A, the rest it of is it is a scene suit. in a flashback. Yeah. That's a nitpick. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of it is all suits, and that's what makes this movie impressive. Is these yeah, are people in rubber suits. I'm nothing um, against that. Is is Splinter a, a puppet? Does anyone know? Splinter's Splinter's a combination. He's he's classic yeah. uh, muppeteering, okay. where it's a. I think it's a combination of an actor head and then the arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the... There are moments where he moves where you can tell he's a puppet, but like it, it didn't take for some reason it didn't take me out of the movie. Right, in the yeah. same way, it doesn't take you out of um, uh, Never Ending Story. It doesn't yeah, take you out of it's like yeah or Star Wars okay, Episode Four. Like, Alan, continue because I'm curious. Okay, after watch, I watched the uh, Bay Turtles. Before watching, oh uh, before watching, what's wrong with you? I'm going to crucify is... you when you finish this. I hope you know. <laughs> I watched Bay Turtles immediately after watching the. the that, now that's actually a fair thing to do because I wanted to see on how far we've gotten in that, and I. Yeah. After watching Bay Turtles, I say that this film is better than the Bay Turtles. Oh no! Yeah. Except yeah. I really like seeing the Technodrome for the two seconds yeah. it was there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the action sequences are better. But again, like I give it, I grade it on a scale. This is 1990 New Line, and these are people wearing rubber suits. Like, and they did. They have a handicap. Better story. They did like more interesting. Like, you, this this movie, this movie made you actually feel something. The, the right. New, the TMNT reboot is lots of flash with very little substance. Uh, yeah. Did the cartoons come out after this? Bad joke. Uh, same time. They were simultaneous. Okay. Yeah, and the cartoon changed a little bit after the movie came out. Yeah, that's why I was thinking. Um, yeah. The only joke in the TMNT reboot I laughed at was when someone was like, so like alien turtles, and Megan Fox is like, no, that's stupid. Right. Yeah, that was, that was Michael Bay. Uh... That's because that's clearly Michael Bay going, ha, 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 we weren't going to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> As he takes the stack of old scripts that he had off in the fireplace. <laughs> no one will ever know the truth. Um, 
Yeah. As he, just as he, that movie, I know that movie. You could clearly tell that William Fickner's character was supposed to be the villain, and someone was like, "That motherfucker's not Shredder." Yeah. And then again, Michael Bay was like, "What are you talking about? He's over here." Yep. Um, uh, that, that Shredder design is just. Oof. Okay, and let's compare him to this one. Simplified and scary because he's yeah, he's, he's, like, he's treated like fucking scary ass royalty. Yeah, uh, is, until his fight scene. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, he's totally goofed out. I mean, <laughs> the scene where he's talking to like the Foot Clan, like he's initially yeah. that dude. There's like he's like looking around and there's light reflecting off the top of his blade. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking. For some I'm reason, gonna, I'm gonna like this. This movie gets a solid grade and like presentation all over the place. This movie's a fucking slam dunk. The yep. music, yeah. the lighting, the tone, like the way everything looks, everything looks like slimy, gross, disgusting New York. Yeah, the shameless Domino's pizza sponsorship. The, the, the shameless Domino's sponsorship. The uh, the the what was it? The, the antique storefront that you could see. It was like uh, it was called like secondhand. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a beat up ass sign. Everything had garbage all over it, and just it. This looked like, and everyone talked like they were from New York. It reminds you of home. Like from New York. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like to a degree, but also just it seems like it works so well. Like when Raphael flips over the taxi cab and he's like, "What the hell was that?" He's like, "I don't know, look like a big turtle in the trench coat." You going to Laguardia? <laughs> that that <laughs> moment stood out to me <laughs> because it was just it just what I would expect. You can't shock New Yorkers with anything. <laughs> yep. Um, maybe that's what Alan didn't like. Maybe he thought it was racist to New Yorkers. Alan, uh, thoughts? Are New Yorkers considered a race? Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. I think Alan's given up on defending his dislike of the movie. Yeah, um, you know what? There is something I dislike, but it isn't due to them at all. They have the Domino's uh, deal like way back in 1990. Mm-hmm. And in the Michael Bay films, they went with Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing that happens. That disappoints me. Like, what happened to Domino's, man? You guys were bros. I don't know. Maybe I think it's because of the 15 minutes or less thing stopped. Who knows? Um, they did have that whole wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price. Yeah, that's, that was another joke no? I liked. Like, that's pretty, yeah. like, that's clearly product placement, too. Hunter, why do I feel like you'd get that on your tombstone? I would. <laughs> Shit, I would. I'm going to now. Just yeah, seriously. Me. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot you're, of... You're not going to be buried in the ground. You're going to be frozen. Yeah. Yes. Probably. Like, like Walt Disney. Disney. Um, dog. I mean, as long as we're here, I mean, let's let's get my few negatives out of the way, which really are negatives that are, are all completely forgiven. Um, because this was made for $13.5 million, uh, there... there some things there look cheap. Is, there is a legion of production fuck ups. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, can we talk about the horrifying. All... <laughs> you mean in the movie oh, that is God. made out of people in silicone suits running around New York? No, 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 no. There's no. Like, like production okay. fuck ups. No, no, no. Like there, there are production fuck ups that would be if, if this movie didn't have like the 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 kind of reputation and love it has. These would be unforgivable in any other movie. I think when they're in April's when they're in when they're, when they're in April's apartment, there is a production assistant in a fucking orange hat just on screen. <laughs> <laughs> just I didn't notice out. that. 
Oh, we he, could, oh like, he's totally edit there. The horror film. And then when Donatello in like, and in one of the most like emotionally satisfying scenes when Raphael first wakes up by the bathtub and everyone's like laughing and like all you know, being uh, happy. The moment is shattered once you realize that once Donatello opens his mouth, there is a small human face in there. <laughs> yeah, that. Um... <laughs> like I said, yeah, that would. It's, it's be a scary movie. if you if you still frame it. It's the scariest fucking thing. Yeah, it's like something out of the thing. Um... Because it's like all they have visible is like two eye holes and then a hole for their mouth. So you just yeah. see mesh eyeballs and teeth inside a set of teeth. Yeah. Horrifying. It's, uh... That's some Lovecraftian shit right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when Raphael's tossed through the roof and lands in the living room, when they go to check on him, he is no longer a man in a suit. He is just a piece of rubber. <laughs> like, any and all, like, body tone and, like, uh, like, kind of rigidity that they have in the suits is gone. Like, they're touching him. And they're checking on him, and his whole body's jiggling. <laughs> hmm. And then at the end, when Splinter tosses Shredder off the roof, uh, you can see the puppeteer in Splinter's back. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Further making that scene uh, a little more silly. Connor, did you just watch it once, or did you just I assume, overanalyze I every single scene? No, I the production fuck-ups I found in an article a few months ago. That was oh, okay. Was, um... But a lot of this stuff, I've I, I watch this movie probably once a year. Okay, that's, I love that's this movie. I love this movie. Yeah. this is I'll probably the first time I've movie. seen it in probably 10, 12 years. Oh, I watch this movie very frequently. Um, so I love it. Yeah. like all this was kind of like new to me, basically. I watch it every once in a while, um, and it's I, I always am surprised by how good it is or how good I think it is. Oh, um, did you also know that sometimes the turtles' voices which switch. Yeah, they would kind of. It would feel like they couldn't get somebody back, so just like one of them filled in for another one. Yeah, because like, um, in like in, like in April's apartment when um, they thank Raphael for saving her, mm-hmm. uh, Raphael responds to Donatello like te- teasing him in Leonardo's voice. <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty strange. So um, a a funny a funny production note. Um, that was revealed, I think, by Judith Hogue, who plays April. Um, which, again, if you watch the, if you watch it again with this knowledge, you kind of go, oh, because the some of the action scenes are kind of stiff. It, mm-hmm. some, that's because some some of these foot soldiers are taking what looks like pretty legit shots to the face from a big dude in a rubber suit. I mean, that's because that they hurt. Yeah, that's because uh, Golden Harvest, who was one of the production companies on this, and New Line. We're flying in non-union stunt workers from Hong Kong, oh. beating, beating the shit out of them, and then sending them home injured, and then shipping in new ones. That's oh, fucking shit. abuse. That is wow. Some, that is some kingpin shit right there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Wild West era New Line, man. Yep. That's uh, fucking crazy. And then I'm watching this movie yeah. going, and like, uh, I think on the rooftop sequence where Raphael's fighting dudes, like, a few of the shots, I'm like, that looked like it fucking hurt. And then I know that I'm like, that's because it probably did. Yeah. I mean, ow. God. Whoa. Yeah, that's uh, the... Uh, and Golden Harvest, at it. Golden Harvest uh, produced lots of the uh, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee films. Mm. So, I, I mean, that sort of makes sense. Because their their thought process is probably like, well, fuck, we don't, fuck, Jackie Chan does his own stunts all the time. Who cares? Right. 
there's probably no, they probably didn't really consider the uh, the level of safety that was probably required, and also probably didn't anticipate that a bunch of dudes getting their shit wrecked by a bunch of people in large rubber suits uh, wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it does, especially when any time they rammed the two shells into someone's head. Yeah, that had to be. That was probably a nightmare. Yeah. I guess that's a problem with this movie. Um, Something else I did have a problem with is this movie is aggressively 90s. Um, Oh, God, yes. This is the 90s movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's like Daredevil's problem, but it's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, this is the oldest movie we've seen, uh, that we've done, I think. Um, And, uh,. But aside from that 90s note, I do think it mostly holds up visually. Um, the music even, as 90s as it is, I think it holds up really well. The music is so much, like, um, PG hip-hop. Mm-hmm. There's, that, that's really amusing. That, the stinger that they use, whenever, like, they show each, like, when Raphael shows the size to that dude on a subway. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love it I so much. I like my everyday life. <laughs> I thought the music uh, outside of the license stuff, uh, I think the music is tremendous. Yeah, it I wanted to it point something out, everything. though. Um, this film came out in 1990, the same year as Michael Keaton's Batman. Y- yeah, like... As well as Dick Within Tracy. Yeah. Within a year of both oh. of those movies. Um, uh, two of the three films were good. <laughs> the other one was forgotten with time. I have never seen Dick Tracy. I have never. Oh, wow. I didn't know uh, Dick Tracy was a thing, was, was a movie until like three years ago. It's a it's it's, yeah. it's a thing that... It had Bar- Robert Bar- De Niro in it. Day is still trying to get uh, picked up again. It was directed by Warren Beatty. Yeah, yeah. I'm at not Humphrey Bogart. Warren he, Beatty is still aggressively trying to get a sequel to this movie made or yeah. a reboot. Yeah, because he he loves he loves the character, I mean, uh, he so he's retained the rights. Yeah, he's just a great character. I agree, but like, yeah, well, it's so he loves it so much that because of how these rights deals go, he will make short films every couple years that feature Dick Tracy, so he can keep the rights. Um, yeah. Because that's within the parameters of that deal. Um, because that's how much he loves the character. Like, he will die before somebody else gets the rights to that character. I kind of admire that a little bit. And that's, mm-hmm. not even, that's not even hyperbole. Like, no, like, his death, I think, is the only thing preventing people from picking up the rights to that film series and making something else with it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Really no one wants Dick Tracy film. I mean, I would... If, if it was good, I'd watch it. I mean... If Amazon announced a Dick Tracy TV show tomorrow, I'm in. I mean, like, they just announced Netflix. I mean, I would uh, want it to be TV. like Sin City. Like, I mean, uh, you know what? Quite frankly, I'd rather have it be more like The Spirit, and I mean that <laughs> positively because yeah, I want it to be. I want it to be fucking stupid. <laughs> that's kind of like Dick Tracy lends itself to what The Spirit did better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only it won't be bad. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, Frank Miller, stay the fuck away from this. Yeah, please, Frank Miller, don't ever, don't ever approach a movie camera ever you, again. You ruined yeah. RoboCop. Unless he wants to do a Turtles movie, in which case, Frank, uh... Frank Miller did the new Turtles. Wait, not Turtles, RoboCop. He Frank did Miller. RoboCop two. He wrote RoboCop two, and he's in. Wait, the reboot or the 
No, the original. original. And I actually okay. like RoboCop 2 a lot. So RoboCop 2 is not terrible. RoboCop 3 yeah. is shit. I've, only, I've because... only seen the first one. And the reboot. The reboot look, sucks. I, mean, I, look, the I, I suffered through Prime Directive as it aired on television, so... Yeah. <laughs> RoboCop 2 is just Terminator 2, but with RoboCop instead yeah. of the Terminator. That's, but that's um, what they should have done. Yeah. Um... Uh, I do want to talk about this movie in relation to the comics because this movie is faithful as shit to its source material, down to almost every facet. But what Never I mind the is... scenes that were lifted directly from the panel. They even treated Shredder the same way they do in the first issue of Turtles. Yep. And what I love is I think it's also faithful to the cartoon that was out at the time. Yes. Um, and that's what I really love about it, is it feels like, okay, well, what are the two versions of this that are prominent? The comic and the sh- show. That's just, like, do the middle way in between that. And I think and that's you can, why you can feel that balance perfectly. Like, during the last, like, 20 minutes, you have several different little action sequences. And the first one is uh, very serious. Lots of, like, serious music, lots of kind of high-intensity stuff. And then immediately it shifts to Michelangelo on a, skate, on a skateboard knocking people over to 50s surf music. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's fine. It works. It's totally acceptable. Yeah, and that sense of humor, it doesn't quite carry into the second movie, which we'll talk about more when we actually do that one. But And this is something I'll acknowledge before we even get there. That movie goes too cartoony. It goes too towards That's the show. my biggest problem with it is that they abandon any and all heaviness from this movie, and they they throw out that balance in favor of bright colors and child humor, and that's it. There's yeah. nothing else to it. And and the humans aren't taking it seriously. And that's what I like about this movie is that the the adults in the room treat this situation with weight. Like April doesn't act like this is a goofy thing that she's involved in. Oh, I'm taking down ninjas. Like she treats it like oh, no, she's freaked the fuck out. Yeah, she treats everything seriously. Well, she treats the well, turtles at like what these, they are. These ninjas burn down her home and her father's shop. Yep. Um, I mean, it, it also helps that all these adults are in situations that are very real. April gets fired from her job because she's on TV trying to present the true side of a story that people are trying to cover up. Her apartment gets burned down. All of her father's belongings get destroyed. Uh, Danny is a very good embodiment of why it sucks to be a kid. Yep. And he's not annoying about it. Uh, In a world where everybody's, like, the big thing that people like to bring up is, yeah, but the kid in this movie was fucking terrible. You mean the Phantom Menace problem? Danny's fine. But it's not the Phantom Menace problem, because they're completely different characters. Anakin is this bubbly almost no-dimensional uh, plot device. He, he's not a character. Anakin does nothing in Phantom Menace except blow shit up. And he's, he, like, he's just there to, like... And pot race at one point. Yeah, he's there to make things move. He's not there to, like... He doesn't have any defining character moments. He's just... He's I have just, blanked out for a minute, and I heard the words Danny, Anakin, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, um, that's so accurate. Turtles? <laughs> so, Danny, yeah, um, Danny is a kid who's clearly holding a lot inside and doesn't really uh, let anything out until he's talking to Splinter. Yeah. And, and anything annoying about him happens from his character, not from the actor, which I really appreciated. But, like, he's, he also, but he's also fine. a problem child, so he's supposed to be doing yeah. things that will get in your nerves, like stealing money from fucking April's wallet. Yeah, the next I was going to say, the beginning of this, isn't the beginning of this movie the, the most... Is this, were they 
like are they related at all? No, no, Danny's not related to her in any way. What were you saying, Alan? Were they trying to be serious with that whole? What 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 part? With him stealing stuff? No, no, no. With uh, the the one wallet getting transferred to like fifteen different people. Yes, are they trying to be serious? Yes, yeah, I think so. I laughed when that happened. Why? That's that's, okay. So that's pickpocketing. Yeah, Yeah, that's That's how it. That's thievery. Uh, if if they were doing, I mean, this movie opens and it's all over twist, um, and that's what this really is. It's all over twist, but with Shredder, which I really appreciate. Um, I do have a problem with the opening in that we don't need April's voiceover. No, no, at no. all. I don't. Think um, so. It's kind of pointless. Like it, it, you could have done any any newscaster and it would have worked. Yeah, well, you didn't even need it. You just needed the music, and you needed these kids looking suspicious, like. It's it, it's just a thing like okay kind of you're a, it's a beautiful intro to your 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 villainous uh, section of the movie yeah but it's but again like it's real nitpicky stuff to get angry about like as I far know. as this movie is it's good Alan with all of your respect I find a lot of your criticisms to be very weightless yeah I will say I will compare this to a movie that I saw recently and that was the quote unquote hit film Ghostbusters. The original? No. What, what are you talking about? Nobody yeah, well, thinks I... that one's a hit. No, the, there, the, the internet is calling it a hit. Well, it's not. Okay. Anyway, to your point. Uh, I think I got five minutes, uh, not even five minutes, minutes in that movie, and I was just cringing the entire time. I I didn't do Alan, that with this. Alan, I mean, you watch bait. You you like. You mean to tell me you watched the entirety of Bay Turtles and not cringe once? I mean, seriously. It was more background noise. Okay, that's your problem. <laughs> I will acknowledge that Bay Turtles movie, if that's on on the background, if it's on FX someday, sure. If it's on, I won't and that shut movie, it off. And that movie, that movie is nothing but background noise. Nothing that it movie really is. happens. Nothing matters in that movie. If you, you pay mean, attention to it, though... You mean high-pitched Stephen Amell doesn't matter? That's the second one. <sighs> Don't get me started on that. Um, it was so bad. Out of so the Shadows is, like a, is a circus of just nonsense, so... The one sh- shining star of Out of the Shadows is Brian Ting. Who's... Yeah, he's good. Who's Brian Ting? He's uh, Shredder. Oh, they replaced right replace him with an Asian guy. In he the also one. played Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat web, sh- web series. Yeah, and he's good. Listen, He's good in it. Listen, the breakout star of Out of the Shadows is Brad Garrett. You watch your mouth. God damn it. Um, Raymond? That's my Brad Garrett impression. <laughs> I so, hate you, Hunter. I, I don't want to get even more off topic, but in Out of the Shadows, when Shredder tells... Um, what the fuck is his name? The scientist guy. Uh, yeah, Dr. Uh, Perry. Back. Baxter Stockman? Yeah, Baxter Stockman. I was going to say Vankman, and I was like, no. Uh, he tells him, you're, that's you're all you've ever been is a footnote. And I was like, why didn't you say fly? You should have said fly. Yeah. But they, they couldn't resist making a foot pun. Um, Which, by the way, doesn't happen once, I think. It I mean, doesn't. Like, it, there's, there's like a mild joke, but like the foot is treated very seriously in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like everybody... Because everybody but the turtles... They are real people. That's that's yeah. what I love 
about this movie. The turtles are ridiculous because they're mutant children who have lived in the sewers their whole life watching TV. So, yeah, them them being a little ridiculous and a little bit cartoony because that's probably all they've ever seen as far as how people are supposed to act makes sense. Um, Everybody else plays it seriously. Everybody else plays it straight. I think your point is hammered home the best when after the antique shop is burned down, that entire fight sequence pans out. The next shot is Shredder storming to the back and bitch-slapping Splinter because he's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. He he's treats incensed. it seriously. He's incensed that his personal army was stomped out by a bunch of teenage turtles. Yep. He's while they're so doing, mad. While they're doing, like, <laughs> Abbott and Costello bits in the background while they're beating up these ninjas. Like... <laughs> And that's what I love about the movie, is that it balances that that humor and the seriousness. Uh, you know when Casey Jones goes to sit on the swing and then the swing breaks? Yeah. Was that part of the budget and they just broke it when they were filming I, and they decided to keep it in? Or was I that want, actually scripted? I want to imagine that, that's, that that swing wasn't supposed to break, because I just love it. Elias, uh, Elias Kodiaz, his reaction is so genuine. He's like, whoa. Like, he was trying He's to play like, a knock. It's also like, it's, to play it's, cool. mid, it's, it's like mid-apple bite, too. He's like, eh, 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 just trying to get the last word in, and the fucking swing breaks. Yep. And I, that's another thing I love. Casey and April fighting like real people would. Um, it, 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 like, it's funny. They, they mentioned moonlighting. It really does feel like moonlighting. It really does. Yeah. I don't know why, but it, in those accompanying scenes, when... Uh, after Leonardo has his meditation, he runs in on the three of them playing... What are they playing? Was like, I don't know. And one, like, Raphael's, like, a 500-character playwright from the, like, blah, 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 and Donatello's, like, like, War and Peace. I'm having very God thing. damn it. They make a Russian novelist from the late 1800s joke. Ah, this is so great. Um, I love it. And I also, yeah, and I love the Force Ghost, um, which is great, um, and I remember as a kid being like, oh, I understand what a Force Ghost is. I've seen Star Wars. Um, does that mean Force Ghosts exist in all movies? Unfortunately not. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I like all this stuff. I, I, I like go into the, some, the spirituality stuff. I want to go into some stuff, because I mentioned this in the chat before we weeks before we did this. Um, years ago, I, I don't remember where I got this Turtles coming, but I got a collection of stories. Uh, I got I think I got him at a yard sale or something. And as I'm leafing through it, I start to see a lot of stuff that's familiar to me. That's because apparently this movie is based on uh, four stories from the original Turtles comic book line, Leonardo number one, and then issues eight through 11. And pretty much all of the second act is pulled directly from this from these comics. Hmm. Almost shot for shot. Um, the story opens up Leonardo out on Christmas and the foot, he's, I don't know, what, I can't remember what he's doing, but he's just out and patrolling, and the foot attacks him, and they basically attack him for what feels like several hours before he finally is outnumbered, and the Shredder appears after being killed in the first issue, and he freaks out, and then it cuts back to the apartment, April's apartment, Leo's tossed to the window, just like Raphael was, and then basically from that point forward, the comic and the movie are identical. Whoa. They fight the apartment, they fight the, um, the antique shop, the antique shop catches fire, they leave through a small door in the back. They, they The place burns down, and they go to a small, beat-up house in the countryside. That The only difference is it belongs to Casey. And then basically every scene that falls, again, it's the exact same thing. Right. April's narrating, April's drawing, she is observing everybody. 
Donatello and Casey Jones had the exact same truck uh, interactions. Michelangelo is practicing in the farm. Raphael's on patrol. Leonardo's out hunting. Um, and it kind of ends with all of them. It ends in the book where it, in the movie they go, it's time to go back. Oh, shit. Yeah. The only that explains thing, a lot. The only difference in the comic is that Shredder also appears in the antique shop and scares the shit out of everybody. I mean, as he should. Yeah. Right. I mean, Donatello takes a swing at him, um, breaks his staff over his helmet, and then just gets promptly thrown across the room. And then, of all people, Casey walks into Shredder and starts beating the staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I thought all those uh, the similarities were fascinating. Um, yeah, that is actually kind of interesting because I didn't I didn't know that. I thought that it was sort of an original story and they kind of took elements from the first Turtles run, maybe. But that's really cool that they and like, then the entire so the closely. entire climax is more or less from issue number one of Turtles. Uh, in the comics, they gang up on Shredder, they beat him, and I think Leonardo's like. Uh, since you're basically beaten here, you have two options. We can finish you, or you can take your own life. And yeah. Shredder's like, nah! And then I think they kill him and throw him off the roof. Yeah, which I, I like that they gave that to... Splinter. What? Yeah, I like that they gave it to Splinter. Um, because it's just like, it's more interesting. And it is kind of a Star Wars throwback. Um, only with a much better uh, result, I'll say, for yes. Splinter. Go ahead, Alan. No, nothing. Disregard it. Okay. I was um, just gonna say that J- Joss Whedon looks really old right now. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, All right, stay then. off the internet while we do these shows. <laughs> um, let's also talk about how Shredder's fucking dead. I'm sorry, I don't care about sequels. Yeah. He's dead. Shit. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I don't give a shit if it shows up in the second movie. We'll, we'll talk about it more then. But I think I have a theory that. Initially, when they wrote the script for number two, I think, I might be wrong, I think he was supposed to be Alien Shredder initially. I think that they were going to do the, what is it, Fifth World or whatever, or I don't remember the name of it, but... Oh, fuck, they were going to pull into that? I think that they were going to do Krang. I think they were, because that, it makes sense to me that what happened is they intended to do Krang... They intended to do aliens, and that was their explanation for how Shredder survived. But then they said, "Okay, well, we can't afford that. We can't. We can't do Instead, that." Instead, he just like shows up like out of the junkyard. And they're like, "Oh my god, his face is messed up." I'm like, "What about the rest of his body? He should be mangled." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I think aliens would explain how he comes back. But and I, the second movie, the second movie does begin to embrace uh, all the ridiculousness. Yeah. And lots of the Turtles universe, like, they go into the, the ooze and, like, me, the mutagenic properties and stuff like that. But yeah. They stop just short of it. And I actually kind of like that stuff. It's fine. Oka and Razor were, like, a cheap replacement of Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't I don't get it either. I, like, why couldn't you just... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, again, we'll get more into it then, but, like... I imagine it had something to do with rights. Like, and I feel like this is legit. New Line probably knew that if they came up with original characters, they wouldn't have to pay Eastman and Laird as much. But that's just 
conjecture on my part. Um, and you're also forgetting but, about the uh, toy line. True. That's another thing. If they use Eastman and Laird characters, I believe that any toy money would go to them or one of them. Uh, I think Eastman is the one who really, like, made out best with that deal as far as toys and keeping the rights. Uh, so I guess with if they make Tokar and Razor original, any Tokar or Razor toys go to New Line at the time. Yeah, those so, Teenage Moon Ninja Tatarangas. Right. Tortugas. Uh, um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we've covered all the bases of this movie. I, I, uh, yeah. I guess the... Um, when... I... No. Okay, I was, I was going to say something about... I was going to say something about Out of the Shadows, and then I'm like... No, I'll just well, now I feel like film. now now I feel like all the comparisons do start to fall in. Like where I think this movie absolutely is a runaway success as compared to the new uh, the newer version. I will say, as a quick aside, the 2007 anime t- CGI movie is the best sequel to this movie. Yeah, it's the only true sequel. Because it, it, it picks up the baton of tone and just it's it's totally okay. Even if it is again embracing the ridiculousness, like it goes into the the magical. Yeah. Um, but it gets the tone down. Like, yeah. Leonardo and Raphael's fight on the rooftop is nuts. Mm-hmm. And actually has weight to it, because there's, there's problems those two have had for years. And yeah. In this movie. With the so exception when of, are like, we going to watch uh, Secret of the Use? I mean, someday. Someday in the future. Um, when it makes sense. Uh, probably when they reboot Turtles again. <laughs> Yeah, because I, th- um, I think I think Out of the Shadows was ultimately a, a, a disappointment. Um, well, yeah, because it, it was a ton of money. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. Let's let's talk about these suits versus these fucking CGI monstrosities that they came up with. Um, I think you know, uh, like there has there has never been a. I don't think there's there's there are a few examples of simplicity versus complexity. Yep. Where simplicity wins out as hard as it does here. I mean, not making giant animated Shreks on screen for two hours, that's a, that, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Those designs are fucking Here's the uh, Out of the Shadows disgusting. number, Connor, if you want them. Huh? I don't Here's know the Out of the Shadow number if you want it. Ever be, ever be oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, $135 million budget. Box office was $245 million. But I would Ad- assume like they, they spent guts. probably around a hundred million on uh, advertisement. Yeah. So they might have just broken even. Yeah, it's one hundred percent true. Um, they definitely lost money on that movie, and they came out in China, which uh, China loves all of our garbage. Yeah. So that tells you something. But I think that has something to do with what I'm trying to say, too, is that I think you really do risk alienating a large portion of the people who are going to go see this movie when you start to take not just steps, like huge strides and leaps away from what people liked about this stuff, you know, before. Yeah. I think, I think that saying that there will never, like, I think if they really wanted to, there could be a really good CGI turtle. Like, uh, Here's the thing. I'm not saying that that can't happen. I, I think that that 100% could happen. But that's... So that's the thing about hypotheticals. Say tomorrow they announced after Lion King, John Favreau is doing a Turtles movie. Oh, For one, I'm, instant, on board. I'm instantly on board. I am too. 
part of the reason is John Favreau likes to use practical effects and CGI. Still uh, in on the Magic Kingdom movie. Yep, that, that'll happen someday. I, I hope that actually does happen because that's yeah. amazing. And his turtles would be CGI in the fight scenes, one hundred percent, and he would actual have actual turtles in the every other scene. Yeah, and that's probably the Just best. Little in a little fish tank. Yeah, like maybe you have like some action suits, and then so he puts have... the grilled cheese on the grill and serves it up in a food porn film. Or yeah. like, what's what? We're in an age where mocap is becoming like amazingly really sophisticated. Good. Look at Planet yeah. of the Apes. Oh yeah, that, Andy Serkis is given like the performance of his lifetime through a CGI monkey, and it all comes yeah. through com- like totally fine. There's I no mean, reason why you couldn't do the same thing with these. Yeah, and I actually did. I was watching the uh, behind the scenes stuff for uh, TMNT, right? And Out of the Shadows, they have them yeah. in yeah full body yeah. suits. Full oh, body I've seen suits. the actors in full body suits, but like nothing comes through. They're just they're just they're, big. They come yeah, across as soulless dark. blobs. Yeah, they it's, do. They're just wearing. That's because the animators probably. I mean, it's a couple things. It's the time, and again, they didn't make practical suits really. Um, I've seen some of the behind the scenes stuff also. Like when I say practical suits, I mean in John Favreau's Zathura, they made actual lizard suits of those lizard creatures. Uh, you can look it up, and they are detailed, and they look real. If one was snarling at you, you would believe for a couple seconds that there was an actual lizard man in front of you. That's what I'm talking about as far as if Favreau did TMNT. Yeah, and tangibility has a lot to do with like how a viewer will absorb something. And the new turtles in these movies, they, they, they're too synthetic. Like you, I, I can't... If that were in front of me, it's like, I can't touch that. That's not real. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it sounds like because it's, it's completely fabricated. And yeah. these suits were like, you could see them interact. You could see them touching things. You could see they had, like, a bit of weight to them. Um, they, it, at the end of the movie, when they're fighting Shredder, there's bruises on their bodies. They added yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like, I just, like, I, I think the turtles are going to be eventually rebooted. Like Yeah, totally. There's... The product is too like it's, it's too lucrative. It's, it's too it's, yeah. It's, it's too big. It's a, it's a license to print money. Yeah, yeah like, there's no way that they don't do another one. I think um, if they do do it again, I would. I kind of want to see more practical stuff now. Like after yeah. watching this movie, like, and I guarantee you they find some sort of middle place in between this movie <laughs> and the new one. Like, like why do they have noses? Why, like, yeah. they have I mean discernible yeah. noses in the new one, and like. They're over-accessorized. Why do they have all this shit going on all over them? Like, Donatello, looking at Donatello makes my eyes hurt. He just has a tablet just on his elbow. Yeah, I mean... He's got all this crap all over him. It's it's this, it's too... It's transparently, like, it, it's trying leaning, to modernize them. It's it's leaning too, too much into um, Mutant than it is Turtle. And please yeah. stop making Michelangelo such a creeper. Like, he's it's bordering yeah, on weird, weird bestiality stuff where he's aggressively hitting on April. Um, and they mention it in this one, but it's more like, hey, she's a pretty lady, and that's basically it. It was, Sigourney of the Years where they took it too far. Mm, no, with Megan Fox getting naked in the subway tunnel, they took it too far. Yeah, that, oh yeah. Like, Michelangelo singing Wait. to Megan Fox at the end of the, uh, the first movie. Megan Fox got naked in a subway tunnel? Yeah, she's changing. What movie was this? In, in Out of the Shadow, she changes in a, in a subway. At the beginning. 
Yeah, in that area. No, well, not really. All she, she does is like tighten up her white shirt and then put a skirt over her pants. I wouldn't but call they, that they, naked. They, 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 they imply they sex up April O'Neil unnecessarily in those movies. No, they sex up April O'Neil by casting Megan Fox. That and that's the, yeah, true. That, that's where the problem that's starts. Fair. Like you know, you know what they were going for as soon as they cast Megan Fox. It's like, okay, you're not interested in creating a compelling character. You're interested in putting someone on screen who's pretty, and that's it. Yep. Yep. I mean, April doesn't, April doesn't do a lot in this movie, but she does enough, and she also like she doesn't really require the defense of a lot of people. Like she's she's strong in the sense that like I don't know she like yeah she gets punched in the face by a foot soldier, but like her attitude is never like helpless. Yeah, I will say that's this what I like about, about it. something that the 2014 Turtles movie had that didn't this that the, the first Turtles movie did not have. Whoopi freaking Goldberg. I mean, that's a... Uh, uh, I, I, that's... This movie would not have been elevated by any celebrity stats. Yeah. I think it would have hurt I, it. Yeah, I think so. I, I like that this is no names. Almost entirely no names. There isn't anyone who, at least at the time, anybody would have been like, Oh, I know that person from X or Y or Z. It's a bunch of people you've never seen before. And I think and, it really lends to the movie. They, they don't... And like... Most of them haven't gone on to do too much. Yeah. Uh, Judith Hogue was in uh, Sons of Anarchy, which is a cool thing. Yeah. I think she's and, uh, in... What is she in right now? She's in our TV show. And Elias yeah. Cotius has kind of made a mark. He's made a presence in, like, horror, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's made a career of looking like Robert De Niro while yeah, not he got being old, Robert De Niro. Yeah, Eli- he got old so fast. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he can show up in Shutter Island for about five. Minutes. Yeah, then I, <laughs> I, I I thought he was De Niro um, because I I that's his career um, as far as I'm concerned. It's showing up when you need De Niro, but you can't afford that De Niro that De Niro price. Um, he was also the uh, showing up or uh, having uh, what's what's his name. Um, he played Stabler on, on SVU. Oh, um, he Jesus does Christ. look like him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like a combination of. They you, uh, literally. Uh, like, he looks like if you put the Robert De Niro and that guy in the fly teleporter, and then just, they came out yeah. the other side. <laughs> no, because the uh, the third Harold and Kumar movie. Oh Chris, yeah, Chris Maloney was doing Man of Steel, so they got Elias Codius as his <laughs> like replacement, and no, they God didn't. damn it. That's great. That is fantastic. I was like, you win. I got the Gumar that's like, 3. That's like replacing Rob Corddry with Paul Shear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, Al, was there any, like, larger reason outside of nitpickiness? Did you genuinely not like this, or did you just be like, meh? It was... Halfway. Okay, so... You didn't hate it. You just like. Can you please tell me what you liked about it? Uh, I like the, the. I like the action stuff. That's good. With Casey, the Casey Jones action stuff, like his introduction. Yeah, I like his introduction too. His introduction is great, and that's that's another thing that, and this is a problem I have with the 2014 movies, is um a big part of Turtles for me, and I don't know where this comes from. Maybe somebody who's more familiar with the cartoons or the other shows that I haven't seen in forever. For me, 
the Casey and Raphael relationship is these two can easily beat each other up, but they are because they know that they can. They like each other for that reason. Like they're best friends because it's a they're very thick-headed friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. It's really hard to do that in the new movies when Raph is twice the size of Casey. Um, really difficult to make that work on screen. Also, so Casey is Stephen Amell. I mean, that's another thing altogether. But, like, when they're on screen together, I don't believe Casey could punch Raph and Raph would feel it. I believe Casey would punch Raph and Raph would be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. uh, That's a problem I have with these movies, is that the turtles are 15 feet tall. Um, And that's what I like about this movie, is the turtles feel more real to me. Like, they could exist. Yeah. And it's just scale. Like... If the turtles were six feet tall, it wouldn't change that much for me. I, I would still believe in them, but making them the size of Gigantopithecus really just it throws all the proportion. I out. think like the problem like their design is like it looks like if they were to hit anything at full speed, they would utterly annihilate it. Oh yeah. Totally. They are basically they're like humanoid meteorites. They're huge. Yeah. Like I mean, the one thing I did holes. enjoy about the two thousand fourteen uh, like I guess redesigning like that whole movie. The one thing I do is like when they're defending with their shells. I think mm-hmm. Raphael's shell begins to like actually take uh, damage. Yeah, and I he's like hurt by it, which I thought was interesting because that's that I've never seen anybody like the only time I see them use their shells is when they're using them offensively. Yeah, and I thought the I thought the I thought the real small design stuff on those turtles doesn't work, but like I like that every turtle looks different from one another. That they all have a different style and oh, that it's. Yeah. Like, they're not just walking around naked. Um, that's something I appreciate, I guess. I, uh, the best part of the, 04, the the 14 remake is the turtles themselves. I mean, how they act. I, their designs yeah. are shit. Uh, mm-hmm. They're voiced well. It, kind of a weird, under-the-radar performance by Giant Knoxville, of all mm-hmm. people. Uh, I like yeah. the way they, they their team-up stuff is really cool. I like the fight they have with Shredder at the end of the movie, even if yeah. it's even if the, the setup is exactly the same as Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and the, the rap scene in the elevator is good. That's I thoroughly enjoy the beatboxing scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, if the entire movie were as good as that scene, that movie would have knocked out of the park despite the designs. Yeah, and um, I guess other problems I have with it, um, like, okay, the foot are just basically a bunch of faceless dudes with guns now. That's it. Yeah. Like, you took, yeah. Away, the, you took away the coolest uh, defining factor about them, which is that they're spooky, like, urban legend ninjas from Japan, uh, and now they're just dudes with guns. Yep. It's real it's real boring. Um Okay, I, I feel like we've covered this this nineteen ninety movie, I guess. Uh, Connor, should we do like closing thoughts or something? Uh you guys can't I might have to dip early because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can close it out for yeah, you. Yes, so you guys knock it out. Hang on. Yeah, I'll I'll be I'm I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, want anything uh never mind. Uh does anybody have any Initial closing thoughts. Uh, sort of- I do. I will. I'm going to give this another try because something I something I forgot to mention was I was while the movie was on. I was kind of in a bad in a bad mood because I was watch. I I was right. listening to the uh, the real the horrifying part of. Angels take Manhattan. Mm. 
or yeah. or the saddest moment moment in Angels Take Manhattan. You just tainted your whole experience there. Um, Why would you do that to yourself? Seriously, <laughs> because the song was in my head. Oh, okay, I know what that's like. Um, yeah, I, I would suggest giving it a second try. I mean, I went to see Jurassic World twice because I had a major headache the first time. Still regret that decision. Well, our next um, movie special will be full of second tries. So yeah. Um, Chris, Hunter, you got any like final thoughts before we close it up? Uh, Hunter can go first. I'll close it. I think I I find myself thinking very highly of this movie now. Like, yep, I definitely enjoy it a lot more than I thought I did. It's a good comic book film. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Like, yeah. it's hard to. We've done so many of these where it's just like, man, this movie sucks. It's so dated. Yeah. So this, it's nice to see a film where we actually enjoy watching it. Yeah. It's it's very it's also very nice. This movie I mean, is, is as pretty much as it has stood the, the the test of time. Yeah, it's for a movie from 1990, um, and for a comic book movie from the dark ages of comic book films. This no, is this a was, pleasant this surprise. Was the, the early Renaissance. Uh, I still consider the 90s the dark ages. I think, like we have it's ushered we, in the yeah. Comic I, I think film. I think we have. We have Shining Spots, we have The Mask, we have, uh, I'd even say Batman Returns, and we have a couple other, like, real gems that we'll eventually talk about on here, but this is like, this is like, I would say it's one of the better ones. I think this and The Mask really are, like, neck and neck. Um, Well, The Mask wasn't really that close to its comic. Yeah, they kind of took a lot of liberties, which probably helped it. Um, because I, did Men in Black come out in 99 or 2000? 99. It was a year, no, it was a year after Independence Day. So, Independence... Because Independence Day came out in 1996. 97? Yeah. Because they came out a year apart from each other. Like, he had, like, a two-year streak. Or no, he had, like, a three-year streak. Because he had, uh... 97 had, Men in Black... Yeah, and then Independence Day the year before that, and Bad Boys the year before that. So we had like a three-year hit streak of giant action movies, and that's what made him Will Smith. Um, but Men in Black is like the topper on that. Yeah. Um, and then he had Wild Wild West. Which kind of, well, that was his first real road bump. Uh, road. Thank yeah, you, John bump? Peters. Yeah. Um, more on that on the Man uh, of Steel episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but my closing thought is really just, like, I first watched this movie when I was very young. I don't remember when I exactly watched it from beginning to end, but, you know, when you're young, that's how you watch movies. You catch a piece of a movie here and there, you see Turtles late at night or early in the morning, halfway through, and then you finish and you're like, I want to watch more of that. Um, and for me, is this is a movie that I remember even then thinking, whoa, this is, like, this is too mature for me. I remember thinking that as, like, a five-year-old, which is not something that five-year-olds think. Um, Arlen, because so, you said waking up early on watching Turtles, that immediately brought the uh, the 90s uh, pizza bagel, or bagel. Yeah. Like, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza in the God damn it, Alan. <laughs> 
That was a good. Okay. That was a good jingle. Yeah, um, and also like I guess my earliest memory is listening to a tape of this soundtrack. So for me, watching this movie again recently and watching it today, and having it hold up was a real pleasant surprise for me. So I guess that's my final thought is I'm very happy that this movie is as good as I remember it being. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's what I got to say. Now let's do plugs. Um, Hunter, you got something? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Davenport. Um, I mainly ship posts. Uh, you can find my articles on the Haro. Uh, I just wrote a review for Guardians of the Galaxy. Very Episode good one. The Episode Telltale one. series. It's good shit. Yeah. Um. um and then you, Alan, what what you got? What you got, boy? Like like I said. Uh, last time, and by last time I mean last night. Uh, me and Hunter are still working on that, or are still working on that project. Yep. And c- coming soon, once I finally get around to pl- get the chance to play it, a recap of spoilers: Guardians of the Galaxy by Telltale, Episode One. All right, and that can all be found uh, on lostharrow.wordpress.com. You can find their writing. You can find my writing once I get back on the horse, um, and lots of other people's writing. Uh, please go there, support. Uh, you also find a link on that site to this podcast, uh, uh, the Phantom Zone podcast.wordpress.com. You can find all the different places to listen to the show, uh, rate. Uh, like, subscribe, share, blah, blah, blah. Give it to your friends. Uh, Chris, do you know anything? If you don't do that, if you do not go and like all of the things, I'll have to come to your house wearing a hockey mask and hit you with it, with the hockey stick, and say two minutes for hooking, two minutes for tripping, and two minutes for high sticking. Yep. Damn it, CR. <laughs> um, yeah. This is what uh, happens when hockey is in a movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's our plugs. Uh, I don't remember Connor's plugs, so listen to a previous episode. Uh, you can um, find him at Wesker Commander, where he's been tweeting out game stuff, which is fitting since... Oh, yeah, and don't forget to join the Phantom Zone group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's really and, important, because that's yeah. legitimately what we actually do. As there's gonna, a link on our site. As I was going to so. say before, Chris Pearl harbored me. Uh, uh, that just makes up for one of the Hiroshimas that you've done to me, sir. It's wrestling term. It's a okay. Term. All right, guys. I think we're good here. Um, uh, listen to uh, Video Game Hour episode zero. That we just recorded it, like right before this episode. Yeah. Yep. That that'll be that will come out soon. There may be a, we may tease it on this feed. Woo-hoo. Um, yeah, um, bye.